I have absolutely nothing to say whatsoever. And yet, I will make it seem like I do. B2B services and operating excellence. Not a headcount that you need to be considered a disruptor in your marketplace. Is an ownership stake in an underlying network. It had a very leveraged effect. Welcome to the Dejargonizer. I'm your host, Amir Mizroch. In this podcast, I speak to startup founders. I subject myself to their tech jargon to try and decipher what their company really does. I do this to find out if there's a bigger story there that matters to broader audiences, like you. Today, I'm joined by Uriel Ochayon. He's the founder of Zengo, a startup that makes a high-security cryptocurrency digital wallet. It sounds more complicated than it actually is, trust me. I'll let Uriel explain. It's difficult but simple, okay? Uriel Ochayon, thanks for coming on. Why would anyone in their right mind right now want a crypto wallet? I mean, I'm opening up the crypto news. North Korean hackers are everywhere. It's a complete meltdown. But why now is it a good idea to get a crypto wallet? And why is your company the right company? So you have to zoom out in this uh, environment of bad news. The crypto industry is at the bottom of a crisis, a crisis that has not started recently. It has started a few months ago. You've just named FTX, but there were others and they all have a common thread. They were centralized companies, meaning basically banking equivalent where you trust them with your funds with the disadvantage that they have very little oversight. And so the problem that is at hand is not the problem that crypto is in crisis. The problem that is at hand is that the centralized businesses built on top of crypto are in crisis. Sorry, the centralized businesses, meaning not actual banks and credit card companies, but the companies that are kind of the banks and credit card companies of the crypto economy? The crypto banks, if you want to to prefer to call them that way. So basically the equivalent of banks, but instead of dollars and euros and, you know, the money that we know, run with crypto assets. And so why is it broken? Because indeed, when you trust your those systems with your funds, they are a black box which can operate as they want. And if they are malicious actors... Sorry, a malicious actor is... A thief, mm-hmm. yeah, a guy breaks into your bank, breaks into your house. For example, but it can be also something that is not a thief. It could be a fatal piece of code that is part of the system and that is supposed to protect you, but somehow is going to be hacked. The point is because it's no longer in your control and it's in control of someone else, you basically give away your assets, your funds, but without recourse to recover them if anything wrong happens. And so what we've seen this year... Sorry, and people do this, uh, they give away control because it's easier to use. You don't have to really do anything. You don't have to know anything. You just kind of open an account. That is correct. People go with what always with what's easiest. But the problem is that sometimes the easiest can also be the most dangerous. There is also another reason is because centralized counterparties like these companies and others, they can operate at a structure of cost and fees that are way cheaper than in a decentralized environment. So you also choose them, not just because it's simpler, but also because it's cheaper, except that at some point it's going to cost you all your money, possibly. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
your company it's different in a way how how are you telling people now listen even within all this chaos use zengo because so zengo is a mobile crypto wallet it's a wallet for crypto assets whether they are coins or nfts or any form of assets that live on the blockchain and it can be downloaded on your phone right away and from there you can transact uh, meaning send receive store buy sell swap crypto to crypto and connect to applications built on the blockchain there is a lot of great things that are happening just to give you an example in crypto there is many many applications but one of the most popular and important applications are stablecoins the adoption of stablecoins worldwide is massive we're talking about trillions of dollars of transactions that are made using stablecoins and why does that matter because there are many many countries where their economy is very very weak where the banking system doesn't work which have access to a stable or relatively stable uh, asset which they can use to pay their bills to uh, send money to their relatives to get paid in you know and get a salary you're saying that even within all this crisis there are still people it makes sense for them to use these wallets because a the, the crypto economy is still going and b and this is the part that i didn't really get it's a utility for people who otherwise wouldn't be able to send money to friends and family was that what you were saying let me give you an example let's assume you live in turkey the value of their national currency has been melted in the past year by 80% That means that if you want to buy anything or send any money abroad to your family or if you want to get paid there is a disincentive to use your national currency because tomorrow it's going to be worth less than when it's worth today. So what do people do? They're seeking for stability. Where do they find it? They find it on the blockchain with stable coins. And so they can get paid or receive payment on the blockchain meaning without using the traditional banking system from anywhere in the world. Zengo is a crypto wallet. What makes it uh, different and safer is that it's non-custodial. What does that mean? The best way to explain what it is, it's the services where the user has the possession, the control and the ownership of the money, the crypto that he owns. As opposed to the banking world where you delegate the ownership of whatever you have to a third party in a closed system a third party can be a bank it can be paypal it can be a crypto exchange like coinbase or binance and they can at any moment in time seize your account shut down your account and take the funds that are into your account sure but they would need a, a series of authorizations and you would get warnings right in crypto it seems like it's the wild west right how do you keep people's their crypto their money their identity safe so in traditional non-custodial environment or decentralized wallet because you are in control uh, the wallets are going to give you a very long security phrase is called technically or in jargon a seed phrase that's a bunch of letters and numbers so that's private keys a seed phrase would be a random string of 12 or 24 words it's a basically a very very long password and so you put that into a crypto wallet instead of a login and a password and it will magically give you access to your account your funds and your ability to spend it this is extremely intimidating and scary because if you lose that 
long password, that's it phrase, it's game over, right? You lose completely your money. And there is no, I forgot my password button. You know, at least with the banking system, you can call someone and sometimes they can save you and retrieve transactions. In crypto, you can't do that. We invented a new way to do self-custodial wallets or wallets controlled by the user. We've created a system that works without passwords completely. Imagine a vault. The access to that vault is one key versus a vault where you have multiple keys and they don't look like each other, but you need to have all of them to open the vault. If one is missing, the vault will stay locked and will not be stolen. So MPC is basically the closest equivalent to that. MPC stands for multi-party computation. It's a way of multi-signing a vault, if you want, or wallet, if you want to call it that way. Basically, it eliminates the risk of falling under the single point of failure type of exposure and attacks. When you say wallet, you're meaning a screen where I have a dashboard that kind of is in my account. It's obviously not a wallet. A wallet is what we have in our pocket. I'm going to press pause on the story itself um, as, as best I can. And you tell me when I'm off and then I'm going to try and end up at how this wallet works. Because I think this is kind of the core innovation here. For many, many, many people, traditional banking, traditional finance uh, is the only way, but it's seriously flawed, as we've seen for so many years. Crypto was this idea that you could have decentralized. There wouldn't be banks and central banks and governments. And there's a lot of innovation, but that's also become a complete cluster something. However, business is not as usual, but it's still going. There's still investments happening. There are still people who want to build a, a future financial path on this blockchain, decentralized blockchain. One of the companies that is doing this in a way that's different is your company, Zengo, which has developed a wallet, an account mechanism that is different from many of the other wallets in the sense that the mathematics used to give you that account and serve it up to you in a way that is safe and secure is called multi-party computation, MPC. How does that sound? Does that kind of sound overall? That's a fantastic way to uh, to frame that. If you need a job one day, uh, let me know. <laughs> it's, it's really, really clear. <laughs> okay. So now the old way was having cryptographic computations, digital handshake. That's kind of blowing up. What is uh, the Zengo approach? The old way is to use, I'm going to use technical word, I apologize in advance for that, the private public key uh, paradigm or technology. What does that mean? Is when you create a blockchain account, you will be given a public key. A public key is like the destination, the IBAN equivalent of your account where you receive the funds or your crypto. And the private key is a very long password very gibberish password that allows you to not only access your account, but to spend the money that is in your account, right? So public-private key cryptography is traditionally how crypto accounts are being architected, built, and engineered. The problem with that is that you ask to the user to safe keep his private key in a place that is safe. And no one really knows how to do that because no one is a security expert. And what happens? Accidents happen. You lose it, you misplace it, someone is going to take it and use it instead of you. 
and to lure you into all sorts of phishing scams. And those accidents have happened at scale for the past 10 years. So that doesn't work. So what do we do here with Zango? So we're using multi-party computation. It's been around for three decades. We've just made it applicable to the, the world of wallets. The idea is that instead of generating one single secret that alone can control everything, you're basically generating multiple secrets that together are going to be able to control everything. Okay, it sounds like a minor difference, but it's actually a huge one. If one of those secrets is lost or is compromised, then the system is not compromised. You have a lot of thieves and con artists and scammers who have gotten rich off of the backs of ordinary folk like you and me trying to invest in something to multiply our hard-earned money. And let's say I'm a person that is trying to uh, do some smart investing, right? And I'm also, despite everything that I see around me, I'm going to get a little bit into crypto and I want to do it securely and safely. I don't want to go crazy, but I'm going to get a wallet that seems to be the kind of the new next generation of, of security. I guess the, the, the one question I still have is if I want to use any of this crypto, try and turn it into what's called fiat money. So where does the crypto world end and the traditional financial world begin on Zengo? How does that work? So you can do that straight in the wallet. It's very, very simple. You can use credit cards, bank wires, uh, Apple Pay, Google Pay, very soon ACH. And you can use that in 150 countries in the world. You say how much you want to sell. You give your bank details to which you want to receive your payment. And it depends on your bank. But in Europe, for example, it can be instant. In some other countries, it can take up to three days and it arrives into your bank account. Is there anything about the way that um, the media write about your company or that, that you feel that people are not kind of getting or the tech media or the crypto media? We do something that is radically new and unconventional to how crypto has been, been done for the past 12 years. In the past 12 years, everyone has been told and repeated over and over again, if you don't have a seed phrase, this long password, then you are not in control of your crypto. This is the only right way to do crypto. We come with a new model where we say, well, the, the security can be done in a different way, it can be architected differently. And so people immediately have a natural instinct to say that it's not possible. So the good news today is that we're not the only one to explain it. So if I had the magic wand and the, and the wish about how media was going to cover it, was to, to try to cover it 360, trying to explain how the world was before, how it's changing today, and who is adopting this kind of solution to just show that it's not just one little company in Israel, well, not, not so little anymore, but in Israel doing that, but this is a true industrial evolution. Last question from me, and potentially the most important. Why should anyone outside of the crypto native world care about Zengo and what it's doing and what it represents? We have invented the first wallet system in the world that works without passwords. Regardless of the fact that we are crypto or not, it's an innovation in itself. It's very, very clear the world of finance is in trouble 
at large, right? You know, stocks have melted. The inflation has never been so high ever. That means that the value of your net worth has melted during the past two years. You should not invest in crypto if you don't understand what you invest in. But you need to be curious about how uh, crypto is working because it offers a new path to financial adoption and to uh, wealth building. That's what we meant by becoming your own bank. Excellent. Thank you very much for being on the DJ Organizer. Thank you very much. There are several reasons why the public should keep an eye on crypto innovations despite the problems and scams. Cryptocurrencies have the potential to become widely adopted as a means of exchange if the whole industry just cleans up its act. And lastly, a small allocation of crypto in your investment portfolio could diversify risk, especially when stocks and bonds are being hammered. But what do you think? Let me know by leaving a review or comment on your favorite podcast app or on Substack at thedejargonizer.substack.com. The Dejargonizer is produced and edited by Astrid Landon.